chicken economy we got chickens in the bag our neighbors have chickens what they're yeah. not legal here you know Shh, don't, rat, don't, don't rat right. don't don't rat your your neighbor out that would be my neighbor i know exactly who it I is love. too i wouldn't i would never rat him out he gave me some zucchini fresh out yeah, of his there you garden go. see that's what i'm like the chicken thing gets really overblown in this place no it doesn't i know i mean like yeah like i mean like people get really like bent out of shape over because the chicken ordinance has come up before like when i lived in ago. when i lived in california i was dating someone who lived in south central uh-huh. and her entire neighborhood everybody had, had ch there were so many fucking chickens <laughs> and it, it was like it was literally you wake and it, was it a problem or did you just, oh, it was okay. every Roosters. Everyone's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roosters, Although yeah. there was a rooster in our neighborhood for a really long time, too. And I would hear him when I was, like, brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. And I just go, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I mean, it, it's nice. It was like a good morning. Some country to me. shit. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Yes, the time is now 8.02 a.m. And I have to say... Boy, it feels good having an intern. Shout out to Monica. Hit the clap for you. Hit the hit That's the right. do that for you. And she's charming. Yes. 
You are listening to another episode of Jeanette's Planning here on the Second Largest City First Daily News Podcast. And we have a lot of ground to cover today. Some of it is gravelly. Is that the... That's... Some of it is gravelly and I don't understand I if saw? we're going to pay all this money... It's gravel. To get yeah. the median put in on Farnsworth Avenue where the Illinois Prairie Path crosses it. Like, yes, I'm in favor of that because that is a dangerous crossing. Like, right. I um, run on that path sometimes and, and I, there's one section where I definitely run and it is crossing the the Farnsworth everything else I'm kind of like walking and being a little slow about it but like crossing Farnsworth Mm -hmm. better go right like (laughs) that is dangerous and there have been fatal accidents in that like strip of Farnsworth before so it's so the plan there was an open house uh, last week we told you about here on the show um, and the plan is to build a median in the middle of Farnsworth Avenue um, where the prairie path where the bike trail crosses right so uh, in in your mind noodle if you don't if it's not coming up exactly where that is it crosses it's just a, a little bit north of Indian Trail right um, you see sometimes flashing lights that then everybody kind of ignores right um, and then uh, people try to cross and then, you know, nearly get nailed. Uh, Sarah Hip is here. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Uh, but what they're not, what, what there is no mention of, so they're going to add some more flashing lights. I mean, there's already flashing lights there. They're going to add median, a median so that you can, like, cross and, like, stop in the middle and then, like, cross the rest of the way. And that's probably a good thing. But they didn't talk at all about paving the damn path. Right. And boy, I would really like because it's all gravel, man. Um, so here's the thing about it. Now let's. So for you bike riders, currently bike riders have to wait for all four traffic lanes to clear before crossing. There's a rectangular rapid flashing beacons that people crossing can activate, but the median would allow the city to add two more to the crossing. So more flashy lights. More flashing lights. <laughs> right. Um, one of the people who attended the talk, though, was a guy by the name of Curtis Wilson. We're shouting him out because that's a really cool name. It's a great name. Yeah. He's yeah. a bicycle rider who attended <laughs> the uh, event. He said, quote, I'm appreciative the city is taking an interest in this public space. Me too. I just bad. really want them to pave the path. Right. For real. And then for all the paths to get plowed in the winter. Yes. Fox Valley Park District. Right. Looking at you. That's more jobs. You yeah. Know, get you a shoveler. Yeah, not they even. They do it by hand, or they, they got the machine. They, they got a little. They, it, they, you ride on it. It's not even like. Uh, it's like the thing that the city has that does the um, the sidewalks in downtown. If you ever see them, in yeah, Denver. that's right. Yeah, it's that like thing. a it's like a riding little that one little it, it, single like, person like a brush. Yeah. It's like a brush that brushes it all off, and then they've got the little front, the like mini front end loader. Jennifer Ryan Maiton, good morning. Norman Peterson said, "Chicken talk." Yes, that's how we started. We started with we chickens. We did start with chicken talk. I love chickens. I personally love chickens. I would love to have chickens in my backyard when I bought my place. I thought we could have chickens, and then I saw another place in the code that says that you absolutely cannot have chickens. I have kind of a high profile property so i've not never gotten brave enough to actually get chickens because i've always been afraid that i would get attached and the city would find them and then i would get fined and I, so no chickens tragic right because you have no idea how much you spend on like really fancy eggs from the grocery store that hopefully are from chickens that are treated well all right the estimated <laughs> three hundred and ninety thousand dollar project that we're talking about with the uh, the bikes the bike, bike trail. And- Trail. The bike trail. The uh, would largely be paid for by a $300,000 federal grant the city already has received from the Highway Safety Improvement Program. The city was awarded that grant in 2019. 
but there were paperwork delays during 2020 as well as coronavirus no pandemic reason. delays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is no particular reason that everything took forever for two years. Very strange. Uh, but we got the link to this, which will be in the chat for you guys to read mm -hmm. at your leisure. Mm -hmm. The time is 8.06. Good morning, Anna Sierra. She's here. Happy Friday, lovely friends. We appreciate Good that. Morning. Word up. That's a word up. Yeah. Okay. Um, What's next? Next, enrollment numbers in West Aurora are oh. going down. Yeah. Now... Uh, Victoria Halamonato's here. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. She is an author who wrote many books, one of which is called Bartleby the Brave. It's a kid's book, and it's no. also in Spanish. Great person. She came to our one-year anniversary party, too. Shouts all the way out to oh, you. That was a good party. It was. The party was, was the ish. Party. I said I had to leave. Get ready, for, get ready for year two. Second year, second That's anniversary. Right. We coming. We're yes. Coming. All I right. mean, like, still in like a while from now. It's still many months from now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just not We're planning. Yeah, right. We're plotting. Well, Our listeners are like, when is it, man? I'm gonna bring some, some uh, beer. That's right. Okay, tell us about enrollment numbers. So in the, in the West Aurora, the West Aurora School District, right. uh, they had a report on it. Uh, enrollment numbers have declined for the fifth year in a row. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what staff is saying is like, well, yeah, it's it's been a trend. This isn't anything that we're that we weren't expecting. And of course, COVID did put a little bit of a like a kink in the in the numbers, right? Because so many people decided to homeschool their kids for a year, and maybe some people are still doing that. And mm -hmm. uh, they kind of track everything, beginning with the um, like they even they even track like who's coming in the pipeline though, from based on birth records right. in the in the county, so they can see like how many kids are born in a given year, so they know how many kindergartners to expect in five years. Right. Uh, and it's just uh, a hollowing out of the west side in terms of um, new like young families. They're just not there, and I feel like we have yeah, your eyebrows popped. That's right. That's um, crazy. It is crazy. And, but I think we've talked about this trend before, too, relative to Indian Prairie, which is also experiencing this right. issue. Like, lots of school districts in the area are actually um, experiencing this issue. I don't have the numbers, but we can break those down for you based on which one's in the in the city. Um, what So what's going on is, uh, first of all, us millennials... Uh, we ruined another thing. Now we're ruining. We we've, I feel like millennials are get accused of ruining like all the things in the economy, and it's really like you know like. What did we ruin the first time? Oh, what? Are, well, we're not buying houses, and we're not buying. Uh, what are all the things? There's like lists of things that like millennials are like accused because we just spend all of our money on avocado toast, right? So. Uh, that's this is like a trope in. The, no, I, I know. Yeah, right. This is a trope in. Damn millennials. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They they've killed the vacation home or whatever, and it's like we killed the housing market because like we just can't afford any of it. Like we're just not buying yeah. homes because we just can't afford any yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. Or stop like, complaining. When like, you bought you bought your house in you know nineteen forty for eight thousand dollars. Right. 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 <laughs> no one to hear that right now. <laughs> Or like cars, like millennials yeah. aren't buying cars. Yeah. What a shame! Like, yeah. and it's you know, like because we ride share or whatever in yeah. cities. So uh, this is one of those things that we're you know millennials aren't having kids. Oh my god! Um, so that's part of the story, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then the other part is like, well, even if we are having kids, we can't like afford to like put that you know right. buy houses for them in, in the suburbs, right? So like. 
it's uh, at least in you know in certain neighborhoods, right? So the, what they're seeing is that neighborhoods that were generating a lot of kids before. Um, uh, the older older generations are, are staying in their homes right. a lot longer, which is increasing the prices of those homes. Like it's basically or cre- increasing the demand for those homes, right? Right. Um, uh, and and reducing the stock. So you can't have if, if your parents are still living in the house that you lived in in high school. Then when you are ready to buy a house, you probably can't afford to buy in that neighborhood uh, when you're ready to have buy a house and have kids. So you're seeing a shift of like where all these people are going. First of all, it's just taking um, our generation so much longer to be able to afford homes. Right. And that's just starting to happen. Like mo- like my friends are mostly just starting to like buy their own places at this point. Mm-hmm. But like uh, most people aren't procreating at, at quite the same rate. I have a lot of childless friends, right? And a lot of it comes down to economics. So this is not like a problem with West Aurora specifically so much as it's a general trend story everywhere. But we saw this in Indian Prairie with the like... Um, district 204. Yes, yep. District 204. So they've had to redraw their lines a lot in the district because what they're noticing is that a lot more kids are coming out of townhome neighborhoods than they mm-hmm. used to and fewer kids are coming out of large single-family home neighborhoods than they used to. Right. And it's that same thing. Uh, not to create the... Uh, the um, generation wars uh, any more than already exist in the public imagination. But uh, with baby boomers staying in their larger homes longer, millennials just can't move into them. So they're moving into smaller townhomes so that their kids are going to decent school districts. All right, let's get some names and numbers here. So according to Assistant Superintendent of Operations, Angie Smith, uh, she discussed the latest enrollment numbers. Enrollment numbers have declined for the fifth year in a row in uh, 129. Elementary and middle school enrollments have steadily declined since 2011 to the 12 school year. Uh, elementary enrollment in 2011 to 12 stood at 5,753 students, um, but has progressively gone down since then to 4,396 for this school year. Middle school enrollment figures also dropped during that period. Enrollment at the high school level has remained somewhat constant over the past few years, being listed at 3,947 in the 2016 to 17 school year and 3,846 this year. Which which is roughly what it was when I was in high school at West Aurora, um, not that many years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, like a few years ago. Like just a few. Right. Now here's, <laughs> now here's going to what you mentioned. Under the state's evidence-based formula, the district will lose about $5,500 annually for the loss of each student enrolled. The district monitors county birth rates as well as the figures for people leaving the state. The district will continue to monitor staffing levels as well in relation to the drop in enrollment. Quote, during the pandemic, we have made efforts to actually keep class sizes down and not cut staff even though numbers are going down. That may not be sustainable long term yeah that's true because school districts get paid like they get money from the state in part based on how many kids are actually enrolled in the schools so if you see a decline uh it actually has a a bigger impact than you would think because you also have to have a decline either in in your fixed costs right? right in in your teachers in your building maintenance all of these things right so if you have fewer students but you're still keeping the same number of buildings open you've got higher costs per student and that means fewer dollars being spent per student on actual like instruction teachers gonna be teaching themselves hi my name is mrs smith hi mrs smith what am i gonna learn today i'm gonna learn 
Blah, blah, blah. The time is now 8.14 a.m. <laughs> okay. Moving the, on. The key to growth. Uh, I want to give you we one last. Okay? Well, just one last thing to, to your point, though. Uh, the key to growth will be neighborhood turnover with older couples downsizing to new homes and younger families with children moving in. She said the district cannot have enough large, enough large tracts of land for new residential subdivisions to produce an influx of students that some neighboring school districts have, such as Oswego-based school district 308. Man. Yeah. Lots of wide open land there where they can still build new houses. So, all right, different story. Now, let me give. We got a couple of local joints. We got okay. some good local news, and I got okay. some. I got something that qualifies as. You ready for breaking news, Monica? <gasps> Are you ready for breaking news? Dun, dun, dun. We got breaking There's news. A There's a button. You have to find the button. You know which one it is? Mm -hmm. Oh snap! Oh no! It's, We're gonna make the sound effect. It's Control Eight. It's Control. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are seeing the hearing the inner workings. <laughs> there it is. I mean, it's our live uh, musician in studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's that's Gunther back there playing that on his... <laughs> uh, right. Denise Rodriguez is here. Good morning, Denise Rodriguez, Emily Bowe, and dear friend of the show, Bianca Camargo. Oh, oh, and Anthony Moody is here. Moody, what's up, baby? Okay. November 5th will be the first Friday for November, and Woo. friend of the show, yep, Josue Pais will be showcasing art titled For the Love of Frida at Charlie's Silver Spoon Creamery located at 6 East Downer Place. Shouts out to our friend Josue and to Charlie's Creamery. We have the flyer. Uh, we'll share that on our social for you guys. And that's for November? Yeah, that's the November And we have a whole Friday. October first Friday in between, so. We do. I wasn't going to, yeah, right, boom. Yeah, we got. Gear, we're gearing up. We're gearing up. Sugar yeah. Skull City. Yeah. All of that good stuff. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll do the whole. Oh, yeah. We'll we're do gonna, the we're whole, gonna, all the things we're doing next week. We're going to yeah. chop that. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't forget about the Citizens Police Academy hosted by the Kane County Sheriff's Office. This free 10-week course provides firsthand knowledge of how policing works in our community. This will be held Wednesdays from October 6th through December 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. You can register online by visiting the link that we will provide to you. See, we got paper, we got real news, and we still got the link. That's right. It's a hybrid approach. We got coffee, it's we digital. got scarves, we got glasses. Yeah. Nobody Are on- you, you digging the scarf? It's really, cause winter, or like, it just arrived this week, so. 45 degrees, woke up. It was flipping awful. I have crazy. never gone so fast from uh, having my AC on to having my heat on. Like I've never toggled that button like within 24 hours before. Right. Like what? what is happening? All my neighbors know they live next to a black dude. The, the first drop of the leaf coming off, Curtis and sweatpants, all kinds of hoodies on and everything. How you doing? <laughs> Miguel, what up? Good morning, sir. How you doing? All right, uh, Oswego Honors so Veterans is here. Good morning, dear friends of the show. All of y'all over there, Lisa. Everybody, I mean, you know who you are. Herschel, Luck, and Bill, rest in peace. Okay, last little quick piece of news. I'm going to give you guys, and we'll get back to our good news, is the 5th Annual Cups Broad Drive will be happening this year at the Aurora Regional Fire Museum from 5 to 8 p.m. on October 1st. Music, local vendors, and a photo booth. This will be an awesome community event. We have the link for that. You can support a great cause in downtown Aurora by clicking that link, which will be in the chat for you in about 48 seconds. The time is now 8.17 a.m. Okay. Jeanette, now I saw. Let me see. See where the hell it was. We're scrambling. I heard. <laughs> so uh, I go but, digital. But let me make sure I let me make sure I got this. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Right. I heard 
that the city of Aurora was making a new equity, diversity, and inclusion division because they're trying to. And that is, is true. That what, is that what I. And that is true. So, like many, many organizations, basically, like every organization um, after of any size. Uh, after last summer, the city has uh, established a well, the, uh, a diversity a DEI position, equity. They've got it as equity, diversity, diversity and inclusion. Usually, that would be EDI. I right? know. I usually always see it the op, like DEI. Right. Right. Which, Day. Yes, like in Latin. Right. Right. Come on, nobody else giving you Latin in the early. That's right. If you want to pass college. Tune into Good Morning Aurora. Anyway, I, I, let uh, me keep going. I, just, okay, so <laughs> it's it's Latin for God, actually. It today. is, yeah. Imago right. Day in the image of God. You're welcome. Some of okay. those you would be noticed that deity. Yes, from that word would be the the root. The root. Exactly. Yes. Come on, man. Nobody's. Yeah, I'm Girl, give on. it some news. What are the okay. news? Okay. All right, okay. So we're getting, <laughs> we're getting uh, an EDI or a DEI or whatever, an IED. No, not that. No, uh, let's not. That's no. bad. That's, control 4. Hit Control sorry, 4 real quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah scratch that up. Yeah, scratch, Control 4. Yeah, you got to get the acronyms right. We're getting a division uh, that is devoted to uh, building equity and inclusion uh, in the city's organizational structure. Uh, which I'm all for. Uh, I'm certainly all for any organization actually making meaningful strides to ensure that um, there's a, a representation, like not just representation, but actual people actually not just in positions, but like with real voices right. in how city leadership uh, operates, right? right? I think that that's one of the major flaws with the, with a lot of people's, uh, or a lot of organizations when they try to do diversity, equity, and inclusion is like, well, we've got, you know, this one black person over here, and I think, uh, what's her name, might be part Mexican, I don't know, and but and that, ca- like, but it doesn't, that might be representation, but it's not the same as actually having a voice, Of course, right, right. Like, right. Right, and that's like, been the problem for it, so long. Yeah, right, because I think lots of organizations are like, well, we have people of color, but do those people actually feel like they're able to like speak up and say something when, yeah. when stuff's whack? This right? is Bank of America. We got a black janitor. I mean, what, yeah, more do you well, want? what do you want? Yeah, like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. like Carlos over there. Right, yeah. You know, right. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's one of the biggest issues, I think, when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion is that I like inclusion part of like actual voices at the table who are saying something. Now, I think that the city of Aurora does that a little bit better than a lot of other places, um, just uh, uh, as a matter of uh, we have a lot of um, representation from um, people of different uh, race and ethnic backgrounds right. in the city. I think that's gotten better over the years too. Like. We've expanded and included the Indian Outreach Board and, and all of that. Um, to, I, not to rely on tokenism, but we do have a black mayor, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, which can set a tone, right? And it can set a tone in lots of different ways. Lots of people will tell you that, like, just having, just because you have a person in charge who is of color, right, doesn't mean that it you actually make a sea change of, of things that actually benefit people who belong to that group. Right. But uh, it it can, like it certainly mm-hmm. can move in that way. So uh, so I'm happy to see this. Um, 
I do think that a whole division is probably a bit much. I don't know. It doesn't. The article didn't say how many people are in the division. Uh, I have a. I won't call it a problem, but to piggyback slightly off what you said, division did strike a division. Yeah, yeah. Usually you have like that makes me think. I'm a military guy. I'm thinking like you know a whole unit, right? Like a division comprised of. I mean, a division could be just a. Two or three people, right. right? It could be, but like even then, I'm still just like, mm, you know, yeah, I like you real. So because the thing about uh, the reason I say that is not because I don't think you shouldn't have lots of people working on diversity, equity, inclusion. The reason I say that is because it's a culture change, which means you can't just have like one one department anyway that's responsible for it. Right. Everybody has to be responsible for it. You just need the one person who's like constantly bringing it up and steering the room, no matter who else is in that room. See, I think this could be a Dare I say slippery slope? And here's what, and we'll we'll get into the meat and some of the details in the article. But here's why: we got the mayor. Mm-hmm. We just got uh, Mr. Trujillo, mm-hmm. the deputy mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the city is very diverse. You go into city hall; it's very diverse. It absolutely is. For them to make a division dedicated to equity and diversity and inclusion gives me the thought process that a they think that they are doing something wrong or they're not prepared Mm -hmm. or b they want to preempt potential criticism sure and i don't think you know this seems like a spur of the moment kind of Movie. Yeah, like I, I yeah. don't remember seeing it in any strategic planning document. Then again, I don't remember having seen any strategic planning document recently. But if anybody got any strategic strategic planning documents, y'all want to leak? Good morning, Well, it wouldn't be a leak. It would well, it wouldn't be, be a leak. Yeah, post it on yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like you just ask for it. Um, usually, organizations are super proud of their strategic planning document. They're all like, "Look, we brought in Northern Illinois to like build a whole strategic plan for us," and they put it all over the place. And they're like, "Good comments on our strategic." plan and all you know like it's like a big deal right like oh like we said we wrote down what we think we should do for the next five years what like like (laughs) oh my god um but (laughs) what i like i the the thing the thing that i keep coming back to is that it really uh diversity equity inclusion is really the responsibility of uh, like you need a person anchoring that i think to be sure you need a person in an organization that's saying hey what about this hey what about that like and working with the other departments to like kind of permeate the entire culture with that right um and uh, like so i don't know a division seems weird to me that's fine all right so uh according to uh, uh mr clayton muhammad he said the city will look to strengthen an environment at City Hall concerning diversity that has been created and was already there while maintaining equitable policies and procedures. Outside City Hall, the division will look at building upon the city's diversity through equitable programs, services, and opportunities. Some of the work will include looking at the metrics internally through the Human Relations Department, doing an employee survey, collaborating with the city's training division on equity and inclusion training, and developing a speaker series uh the city council already has approved a disparity study that is underway to look at disparity throughout the community that will involve reviewing current policies and cooperating with the consultants during the study the city will look for more equity and inclusion inclusion messages in cultural events city council presentations and special initiatives already the city's 
citizen advisory boards have been realigned and reconfigured, including the African American Heritage Advisory Board, the Aurora Hispanic Heritage Advisory Board, the Indian American Cultural Advisory Board, and the Human Relations Commission and Citizens Review Board. Yeah. I guess the thing that I want to see out of this, me just personally, like as a resident, is uh, approaching diversity from somewhere outside of just, oh, hey, we had a, we had an event, right? Like, oh, hey, we threw Diwali. Oh, hey, we're doing these things. These things were Hispanic, Latinx, Chicano History Month, whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, like we 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 have the tendency to like celebrate those things and then say we've done the job and that's that's kind of the but and it, I think but we is need that to, is that not the nature of it though because it's it's always a month you know un, un, well, unfortunately we, we live in a country where ethnic groups get our month yeah you get a month so it's then, it's it, that's built that's baked then, into the and cake. And then pasty people like me just get everything else, right? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> that's like baked into the cake. So that's why it. Oh. I, I think that kind of makes it feel like we only care yeah. when the month comes around. Yeah. And and that's I, I guess that's part of the problem. But it's but it's also like you know it's it's you, it's, you feel it's a little, constant. You feel a little defeated. You feel like like maybe we're not going to see anything beyond that. I I. I will be excited to see what kind of what kind of plan comes out of the the EDI DEI division. Like I will be excited to see a strategic plan with like benchmarks and goals and like we're going to increase hiring in these groups. We're going to like uh, increase what you know whatever. So like, uh, according to Clayton, it's funny you mentioned mm-hmm. that. Uh, According to Clayton, he said he also said the city plans to develop new task forces, such as the mayor's equity, <laughs> diversity, and inclusion <laughs> advisory network. What a mouthful. Listen to this. The mayor's equity, diversity, and inclusion advisory network and the mayor's office student equity inclusion council. Uh, eventually, the city is looking toward developing an equity action plan the, by 2022. The most... Uh, the most... Get, like they're too long. They need like acronyms or something. Like why didn't they acronyze right? any of that? Because right now, Mayor's <laughs> Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Advisory looks like M E D. It's median. Median? Yeah. Mayor's Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Advisory okay, Network. Okay, that one. Okay, so that one works. Aw, snap, yeah. The Mayor's Office Student Equity Inclusion Council needs a work. That's it needs a little work. Mosaic. Yeah, it's yeah, like not, not mosaic. <laughs> And it, so we'll work on that. They, right. can, they can work on that. But like, yeah. So I mean, I like kudos to the city for tackling this. Like, I'm I'm in I'm very much in favor of it. Uh, I just uh, I would be curious to see what kind of actionable stuff actually comes out of it, right? Because I think that so many and and here's another big challenge with DEI stuff, right? Is that so many organizations. The, what they'll do is they bring in the trainer, right? And they do the webinars and they do the, um, you know, the sessions where they're trying to uh, explain concepts like um, like white privilege and things like that to staff. Mm-hmm. And, but what they don't take into account very often is that people are in different places on this. And nobody, like, like some people are really ready to hear messages when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, like uh, our history of like pervasive racism that's like structural racism in the country. Some people are really ready and like 
to, to understand that. And some people aren't quite there yet. Some people are still like really stuck in the like just needing to understand interpersonal. The only reason why there's racism is because you keep talking about it. Right. And and that's I don't want to be unfair to those people. Some people just really have not been exposed to an awful lot, right? <laughs> like, and I, uh, and, and so any kind of approach really needs to uh, account for, like, it, it's all, it's just like in class, right? It's just like in a first grade class. You have some people who, you have some kids who come in, like, already reading, and you have some kids who don't know their numbers, right? You have to, like, and, and the job of a good educator is to move everybody forward. And what happens if you don't do that, what happens is uh, what I've seen uh, multiple times now is you come in and you, you're doing the training and you're explaining white privilege and you're explaining all these like like systemic racism, you're explaining all this stuff. And if someone's not ready for it yet, they tend to like really disengage and it tends to spark anger because we don't understand, like what we don't understand tends to make us angry, right? And so it's a challenge. I'm really like, there's a huge, huge growing, like every organization is hiring a DEI person right now. And I think that's an amazing thing. Uh, it's just uh, how you handle it is important. That's it. That's all I have to say. The time is now 8.31 a.m. And you were late. <laughs> I feel like you've got one more thought on this. <laughs> you know, one thing I learned about in radio is that sometimes the best thing you can say is nothing at See, that doesn't make sense because then you just have dead air. It doesn't. <laughs> but we don't have that problem on this show. We don't. The, we always but, have somebody talking. But um, I, uh, now I've, I've shared my opinion about it before. And we got, we got a topic that's even more. Um, what's the word of the day today? It'll come to me. Okay. We got a topic that's even more uh, pressing to talk about. Divisive? Uh, not, it's not divisive. It we had a good uh, response about it yesterday, <laughs> but I, we'll just get into it. Now, I heard, let me Go let on. me refresh for our listeners who tuned in yesterday. Jail fines, or not jail fines, but fines, fireworks. Fine. We've told Fine you guys fireworks. before that the fireworks issue in Aurora is not going away. These people are going to, you will be having a bad day if you are an illegal fireworks user. What can you tell us about that, Jeanette? Yeah, so uh, the city council's rules, administrations, and procedures, the RAP committee. The RAP committee. Hit to, hit to, Rob, yeah, scratch, yeah. Scratch, yeah, what? Scratch, we're scratching. There it is. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, no, we're not returning no, to the days when we attempted to rap on the show. It happened when again. I we got a new MC. To... We got Monica. Monica, Monica can flow. Oh, Monica can Was rap. that part of the test to be <laughs> uh, per the interview? You have to flow. Right. Um, so the rap committee uh, got another look at um, uh, what at the fines um, for people uh, setting off illegal fireworks. So currently in the city, if you set off illegal fireworks, if your neighbors are setting off illegal fireworks, uh, you know, you call the cops or whatever, and it takes the cops like three hours to show up because they got other things to do. And of course it's all done. And there's, you know, nothing they can do. And so they don't, because they can't find the place. And then they're like, so nothing happens. Now it's just out of Cheddar's and Modelo's all night, you know? Yeah, and like... (laughs) And uh, so there's absolutely there's basically zero enforcement of uh, mm-hmm. you know the fireworks issue right now. Heck of a thing to enforce. 
Well, so they're looking at changing it so that it'll become like a fine and that the fine can actually be leveraged after the fact. Right. So, um, or levied. Levied, I think you levy a fine. Issued. Both would work, but levied, I think, is the more. Yeah, so you get the fine after the fact. So. Levied, uh, that's the word of the day, levied. Levied, yes. Uh, So. Which is interesting because then my question becomes, like, how much evidence does there have to be for the fine to actually get issued? Now, you see that? That's where... Like, if I just call my neighbors and I'm like, they were shooting off fireworks, but there's no evidence That's of it. the point where... It- that's where it gets it sticky. It gets real sticky there. Right there. Like, is it, does it just have to be like a single shell, like on the property? Like, does it have to be, do there have to be like the, what's the, you know, the gunpowder like uh, marks on the concrete or whatever? Like what, like what's the preponderance of evidence that a crime has occurred here? Here's why it gets slippery. It was just last year when there was the... Uh, Aurora Police Department incident which went viral, viral where they arrested a guy oh, on his own property yeah. in the doorway of his house uh-huh. with I, recall I think it was like sparklers and M80s yeah it was some it was not it was it was the grab bag of fireworks that you could get anyway. at Home Depot <laughs> and if you recall I don't think you can get it if, if you recall Depot, um, uh, the mayor and Chief Zeman at that time released a statement saying the, we're not going to charge individuals. Yeah, they so that is the see. That's the yeah right. Because like, look, my neighbors like if if all I got to do is just call and tattle, and we don't need any kind of like proof of anything. That's that's a oof. That's it's a, a hell of a that's thing a to enforce. For disaster. But I'll I'll say this though. I'm not calling the police over fireworks. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just not, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not calling the police over fire. I just can't do that. I. I'd go tell you to stop. Yeah. I'll start the confrontation, but I will not call police. Yeah. Because people are lighting off fireworks. Yeah. I I have, I will admit to oh having my. done that. I know. Uh, Ma, I can, know. I, can you hit control five, please? Oh no! Actually, Control Six. I Wait, think it on. is. We're I think still, it's. We're learning that. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I know. I I confess to having done it. Uh, you know, at three a.m. on a Tuesday, right? Like <laughs> when I need to work in the morning, and no, I'm not getting out of bed at three in the morning to go like yell at the neighbors. Right. So like, um, I, I but I understand too, and feel conflicted about it too, because I don't know. I don't want to call and involve law enforcement over something as stupid as law of fireworks, right? Uh, so I am happy at the idea of the, okay, this is just an administrative ticket that we can just issue and it doesn't have to turn into, it, like, nobody's showing, nobody with guns and uh, handcuffs is showing up at the door over something as stupid as fireworks. That I am a fan of. But, um, uh, but yeah, this the evidence, like, I think it, it's obviously, it's really clear if there's gunpowder marks on your driveway, right? But it is less clear if there's just, like, some shells sitting around or your neighbor just said something. Right. Yeah, it is. So and, that's tricky. And I grew up with a my uncle who's since passed away. He was a. This is another reason why I will never call the. I would never call the cops mm-hmm. on anybody with fireworks. Mm-hmm. Like my uncle, who was a police officer mm-hmm. for many 
many years and parties and Fourth of Julys, he and other officers would bring confiscated fireworks. <laughs> and I know, look. And you'd have I, a party, right? Don't, sure. Listen. Look. For those of you looking and watching and listening to this show, don't believe for a moment that in the good old USA, the greatest resource for fireworks are not police officers and law. Don't get it out of your head. Don't think for a moment. Oh no, my. Well, trust me. And and here's the other thing I would That's say. That's why too. I would never call police on nobody with fireworks. I mean, I like fireworks. The great American pastime. They're they're super fun. I'll also give you that. I have also shot off fireworks. It was in Indiana when I lived for a summer in Indiana. Lord help me. Um and. Ooh, so, what was that like? Oh, frog in a corner, he go right. I've got a whole. Rambo. I've got. I'm working on a whole stand-up bit that someday I'm gonna get brave enough <laughs> to like go tell at the comedy shrine for open mic night on my summer in Indiana. So I'll let I'll let the crowd. Know. Marissa Amoni is here. Good morning to you, Marissa Amoni. She's a dear friend of the show, and she is the director of uh, Roar Downtown. She's responsible for makes, a lot of good stuff. Makes and all, all the things kinds happen. Of, all kinds of things happening. Yeah. And also, good morning to Jenny Yaquez Fear Day and. Quinto Armand J. Good morning to you as well. And Ali Hernandez, friend of the show and a United States Marine Corps veteran. Definitely the toughest person in many rooms at any given time. The time is now 8.50. Did that say 8.39? Oh, uh, We were only Shit. halfway through this whole, <laughs> this whole thing. That was scary as hell. Yeah, it was. We're like, oh, no. Um, no, so I think that... Uh, Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the hardline stance and say that fireworks are evil, an evil scourge, sure. right? No, I think. No, 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 no. And look, I even have. A, I've got a terrified little dog. Like I have to sit there with like we call it boom cheese in our house. Every time there's she, there's a boom, a scary boom, she gets a piece of cheese. It's the only way to quell her anxiety. Um, but even then, I'm not like. Nobody should ever have fireworks. Right. Uh, I don't think they should have them at some 3 of our aldermen think. Some of our aldermen think that you should. I, look. They, that's what they. They're not whoo, legal. That's what they think. They're not legal. <laughs> but I don't have a big deal. I don't have a huge problem right. with them at like like 9 p.m. on a Saturday in early July. Like, I don't... Okay. All good. Like, okay, fine. Right. Like, I do have a problem with them when they're breaking windows. I have a problem with them when people are being really unsafe about them, and I have a problem with them yeah. at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Without like, doubt. Just, which just comes down to, just be nice. Right? Just just be nice. Be considerate of your neighbors. Right. Shoot off fireworks in a reasonable manner. As we told you guys yesterday, though, the fines are anywhere from $250 to 1000 That was the purported uh, that's and recommended the, that's suggested level, uh, levels of fines. Um, again, if you're shooting off illegal fireworks in Aurora, mm -hmm. uh, you might want to rein in your activities. Be smart about it. And stop being so reckless mm -hmm. because it's not going to end good for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I think is really interesting, too, is watching the um, <clears throat> the city council grappling with issues of inequity in in the fine system, right? Because they're really point they've pointed out, like, as they are talking about this, the hardliners who are just like, no, to like as uh, 
second word older woman uh Juan Garza was like $250 is nothing are you kidding me like mm-hmm. destroy these people with fines and I get it I think she hasn't slept in a while like we all have <laughs> haven't in fireworks season um but uh it, like and on the other end people are saying like look that could be enough money to just like almost bankrupt somebody right mm-hmm. and and so it's um uh, they're they're scaling the fines so that you get hit once, like you've got a fair warning and you won't do it again. But um, I thought that the comment that uh, Emmanuel Lamas brought up was um, that some people are in in a better position to afford the fines than others. And when people are when some people, if you've got a lot of money to blow on fireworks. You might also have an awful lot of money to blow on paying for fines for fireworks. To my friends who are familiar with loud explosions and things like mortars and M1000s and up, we know how much those things cost. So I'm saying I wouldn't really have any qualms about qualms with you getting hit with the $500 fine yeah I really wouldn't because that's a you gotta that's a lot of money yeah so those people yes but again it all boils back down like I just don't have it in me to call the police I'm not calling the police for the fire you know I, <laughs> I, I will I sleep really good at night too we live close to a train that train never wakes me up I sleep good with explosions so I I'm not really tripping on it because here's the thing about you America. know the train never wakes me up right but you know what does wake me up drunk people pouring out of Luxies <laughs> like it's never Look, hit can you scratch it real quick Ooh, scratching That's a scratch. Oh, that works too. Um, <laughs> it's a scratch clap. Um, We're getting there. Learning curve. Yes, we are. Yeah. No. Like there. No. Because a train. A train rumbles. A train never wakes me up because they don't honk the. They don't lay on the horn usually in our our hood, right? But man, drunk people at night when you, I got my windows open and they're screaming at each other, and I'm just like, really? So right. that'll wake me up every night. It's generally a loud neighborhood. Yeah, my neighbors play chente, chente all night long, which is it's kind of soothing when you're when you've had a couple of drinks too. What is chente? Chente? Yeah, fill a girl in. The time is oh, now eight forty four a.m. I'll let the you know what for the listeners <laughs> put chente if y'all if if you know who chente if you know who I'm what I'm talking about put chente in the chat for uh, Jeanette here. <laughs> So let's move on to things you do know about, like okay. uh, Fleetwood Mac or something like that, Shut right? Up. Journey. Oh my God. Right. Okay, I could sing. Abba, before. is that what you? I could sing some Journey right now. Um, <laughs> is that what you? Guys? I did, uh, and I did see an Abba tribute band earlier this summer uh, at a festival. Right. Uh, yeah, I do know. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Okay. I'm gonna stop there. I got some quick local headlines to talk about to give you guys, uh, and then we will get back to the next section that we got, which is about some hubbub, uh, which happened in Geneva. Um, so give me a quick second here and give you this news that we got. All right. Here's the thing. Let's see. It's legit. 
this up so what? No, that's fine. I'm still. Uh, oh, I love this. I'm really curious to find out who Chente is. Yeah. Assume, <laughs> is it, uh, it's short for a Vincente, I'm assuming. You getting there? Okay. You getting there? Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so September the 28th from 5 to 6 p.m. is this month's Social Justice Committee meeting. That's going to be hosted by the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez. Special guest will be Cabrini Green Legal Aid, and they'll be talking about the Clean Slate Initiative. If you are unfamiliar with the Clean Slate Initiative, I would direct you to, I think it was last week's Washington Post article which was absolutely wonderful on it the times did a piece as well uh however we have the link for registration which we will provide to you guys as well october 15th which is a friday will be a great night our friends of mutual ground are be having will be having their black and white ball from 6 to 11 p.m at hotel arista located at 2139 city gate lane in Ooh, naperville all right fancy super fancy yeah. that's right over there by top golf and all that yeah um hotel arista is really fly they got a spot in there oh yeah i've seen it yes yeah, real cool real cool yeah. Um, mutual ground supports everybody and because this is a black and white ball all participants and guests must wear black and white or oh. shades of black and white including silver uh, don't be the guy who shows up with some In like uh, pink right don't be that don't don't and the fourth annual mayor's ball will be happening Saturday the 25th of this month from 6 to 10 p.m. at Bell Sal Banquets located at 1920 East New York Street four years of building the foundation Four more years of building the future. Tickets are on sale for that. Last but not least, on October 2nd from noon to 5 p.m., our friends at Talented 10th Social Services are hosting the Holiday Craft Vendor Fair. That'll be a fun event. $25 vendor fee in the location is 205 North Lake Street. Now, McCarty Mills is the scene of a lot of stuff happening this weekend. Oh, they got all the things. They got all the things. Sunday is Corinne's kitchen get out there and try some of the best soul food around mm -hmm. locally made uh really good really good food try the ribs today at 5 p.m though is going to be Oktoberfest <gasps> with sour peach steam buns oh man i may have to show up in my dirndl what's a dirndl a dir like the you know like the the skirt and the like Oh, that's the ethnic joint that they and wear. And the poofy ah, shirt. Okay. And, except I'm Polish, not German. I mean, nobody really knows, but like, so I also have like the flower crown and the whole sequins. It's, it's Word up. That's dope. Yeah. So um, get ready Corinne's for that. going to be <laughs> Sunday at 1 p.m. And uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m., Cologido's Old World Italian uh, Pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will be on the scene. Specialty craft beer, mead, and wine. Shouts out to friends of the show, McCarty Mills. McCarty Mills. Word get, up. get ready for that Durndal, guys. All right, now what get happened ready. in Geneva? Didn't something? Uh, mm, yeah. Time is 8.48 so, a.m. What the heck? Uh, hold on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Because I saw that it was, there's, right? Yeah, so... Um, some uh there's there's some teachers Ooh, oh no wrong link wrong link oh we may not be able to cover the okay so look real quick there are some teachers and bus drivers who have decided that they don't want to comply with the governor's mandate to uh get their covid vaccine or submit patriots or submit to testing on yeah. a regular basis uh up in geneva and so i think they're suing or something and uh i just this is just your reminder that uh yeah, absolutely. Um, the Your employer in America, regardless of who they are, public, private, whatever, can absolutely force you to get a vaccine. That's right. just, that's just uh, 
uh, like I don't love that. Uh, you like I don't love my employer having that much control over things. But the fact of the matter is that that is well, they really don't, right? Because one could just quit. You could just quit, right? That's your option. Now, um, is like I is that a, a great system? I, I don't know, like because they're but when you signed up to be a teacher or bus driver or whatever, you had to get a tuberculosis test, right? Right. Like so, you walked into this thing knowing like oh I my my health is a matter of public interest, right? And it's the same thing here. The the vaccine has been cleared for, uh, like, by the FDA fully. So it's uh, that has paved the way for yes, absolutely. Um, you can your employer can force right. you. Now this is the but I so I read the article um, when this happened because I did the, too. The thing right uh, the the thing that happened was that these these teachers in Geneva decided to file a lawsuit mm-hmm. um, saying that they should not have to comply with the uh, vaccine mandate. Now 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 here's where it got silly for me mm-hmm. was that because one one of the things that we do on this show is we. You know, we passionately investigate, also known as lurking. You know, I, I, kept, <laughs> I, I kept I kept digging. Passionately, yeah. I, I kept digging around and and various social media channels coming out of Oswego that had a a bent or excuse me, not Oswego, a Geneva that had a mm-hmm. bent to it, and and there is this there is this air, this this climate of. They're doing this because they're patriots, Oof. and they're trying to stick it to Pritzker. Oof. And it's not about loving my profession for the past X amount of years, and I have uh, qualms and reservations. No, it's not that. It's wanting to. So it's an. It's wanting to stick up for our rights. It's an outgrowth of the deep polarization that is permeating everything in American discourse. And what I'm saying is, I, I think that that's Which a poor argument. Yeah, there's been uh, some interesting articles out there, too, about what constitutes a religious exemption these right. days, too, right? Because, right. like, uh, <clears throat> in a lot of places, you can get a religious exemption for not just the COVID vaccine, but very lots of vaccines. And so people, but, like, also religiosity in the country is plummeting, plummeting. Plummeting. Uh, someone, someone who is very plummeting. deeply uh, involved in uh, churches and making churches happen, right? Um, I Like... It's like we kind of stare at the stats and we're like, ooh. People are believing in Santa Claus (laughs) now more than... Right, right, in droves. Uh, Which doesn't mean that people aren't believing in, like, God or spirituality in some way. But, like, when it comes to, like, I go to a a religious institution Mm -hmm. every week on Friday evenings or Sunday mornings or whatever it happens to be, like, that is, like, plummeting. So then, how like, what does a religious exemption actually look like? Is it based on, like, I'm just going to tell you what my spiritual beliefs are, and then, right. like, that counts? Or is it, like, do I have to get a pastor somewhere, somebody who wears a collar of some kind to sign off on this paperwork, even though, like, I've never met them in person, but I follow them on Instagram? Like, it's kind of, it's a why, it's a weird, wild, new world of what constitutes religion and spirituality in the public sphere. Gotta have a friend in Jesus. (laughs) What song is that? I know that song. What song is that? That's Spirit in the Sky. Where I'm gonna go when I die. Monica, would you hit the clap? When I die in the name of the I'm gonna go. 
Good place, that's the best. That's actually really terrible theology. That's the jam. That is, it, yeah, that's no, the jam. it's an amazing song. It's terrible theology. The fellow who wrote it was just like, I wonder if I could do a spiritual, and then he just like wrote it, and it has. Is it terrible no. theology? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's all like, like heaven, like after uh, current, like where we're at. See, I'm more of a Brandy Carlisle, heaven is a place on earth kind of gal. Like, I feel like that is a stronger, like, directive for how to live your life. Like, making making the kingdom of God here. We can move on, though. Yeah, don't ruin the song. <laughs> don't ruin the... No, it's the, still a good song. And right, both, yeah. both jams are on my playlist, right? <laughs> like... Okay. Oh, no. Like I say, this is a good song. This is like all words. Um, um, anyway, uh, so... The time is 8.54 a.m. Holy moly. We didn't even get to asking our amazing question of the day, uh, which is uh, about the Naperville house. We got, we got... We got time. We got time We got time. We got all time right. for that. Okay. Everybody who's watching live right now, get your, get your fingers ready because uh, there is a... Like... As published in Crane's Chicago Magazine, which I do not subscribe to because uh, I can't subscribe to everything because I'm not as rich as this person in Naperville. Um, they <laughs> there's a home for sale in Naperville for 15 million dollars right now. So 15 million, one five million dollars in right. in Naperville. It is setting the record. Um, I think it's like tripling the record for like the most expensive home sold out in the burbs, right? Like in the city, you might get something like that. Like property values are crazy. Like, like whatever in their mansions 15 million dollars so get ready to tell us because we have no clue because i didn't read the article because again i'm not that rich because so i don't have the crane subscription uh what on it's earth? like 99 cents i have like 12 other subscriptions oh, so it's I'm, an additive property I'll, I'll just keep shutting up my bad keep, keep, keep going what you were saying anyway you were saying somebody tell us <laughs> what could possibly be in a 15 in a home that would make it worth 15 million dollars because I do not know. A bowling lane, a movie theater. Okay. Because there was a house. Okay, but that's, there was a house back there on like, like Bailey Road million. that had something. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Four million. Right, fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Fifteen that's, million. That's got to have a crazy. helicopter pad. Right. Like, so somebody tell us. Like a grow. All I can think of is like built-in grow house for an entire like weed operation in the basement right <laughs> right or something like what it would have to be 15 million dollars what could possibly be in that house for it to be 15, 15 million? million did anybody important live there i have no idea because i didn't read the article oh because i don't ah, just, subscribe to no Crane. we're just wildly speculating at this point so i don't know what would be in a 15 million dollar home but i could like it have to have all those amenities. It would have to, uh -huh. and it probably be. It would probably have to be on private land too. Like I would. Well, I would yeah. think it'd be like it's, uh, like you got a lake. Yeah, you know, you got like you have to have some expanse. The photo didn't look like it had a large expanse around mm -hmm. it. Maybe we should Zillow this. Find out. Somebody, some listeners, hop on Zillow and let us know. Just right. like for the most expensive home in Naperville. Just Fifteen like, million just like dollars. Turn that little crank on the Zillow all the way up to like the top. I'll tell you what know. though, I, I I hope that whoever is in that home uh -huh. uh, 
you know, reach out to Good Morning Aurora IL at gmail.com. Yes, if you would like to sponsor, let us, <laughs> let us take a tour morning, of that. Yeah, if right. you'd like to sponsor Good For Morning real. Aurora, we have many opportunities available yeah. to help uh, you reach our informed and engaged audience. And just like that, we <laughs> are in the home business. Um, Cranes is a uh, Chicago publication for you guys that don't know Cranes. Yeah. It's Chicago all, all, publication. All the business yeah, stuff. business publication. Yes. It's Crane, really good. Cranes Chicago business. I'm really curious for this house. Though, all right. Man. The time is 8.57 a.m. We got another piece of news that just came across, and it qualifies as breaking news. CNN status. Y'all never seen that. <laughs> all right. Uh, free electronics recycling drive through okay. happening right. Saturday, October 2nd. It'll be from 8 a.m. to noon. It'll be at Bednarsik Junior High School, 3025 Higgs Road. Mm -hmm. uh, registration is required. There are limited spots. A limit of two screens per vehicle. Unlimited other approved electronics. Aurora residents only. An ID is required. Hmm. Um, yeah. That's looking like it's going to be really cool. So get ready for that. Thank you to the city for all the recycling drive-through stuff because people just throwing their trash and oh, and and items all over the place. Look, this is not Hammond, Indiana. Shout out to Hammond, Indiana now, but like this is not. You just can't be leaving stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, and electronics are super tricky too because it used to be super easy to get rid of them because the market was such that they would salvage all the metals and stuff out of there and they could make much money on it. And now it like the market flipped, and so now it costs money to get rid of, especially like TV right. screens and stuff like that. It's so it is tricky to get rid of that stuff. You can uh, drop many things off at Best Buy, though. You should know that. Best Buy? Yeah, believe it or not, because they sell all the electronics. They're required to take back a bunch of it, too. So, like, if you've got, like, a bajillion, like, cords and stuff. Like, I always have cords. I have, like, three times as many cords for things as I have electronics in mm -hmm. my house. You can drop those off. Like, they can take lots of, like, little small electronics. Like, you just walk in, like, right as you walk in the door. Interesting. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, you're welcome. Pro tip there. All right, um, so the time is now 8.59 a.m. We're going to get ready to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. um, I got one more thing for you guys. Where the hell did one it go? Thing. Aha, here it is. Here we go. Okay, um, so don't forget that uh, Aurora Area Interfaith Food Pantry is having their 40th birthday bash, but it is going virtual. Friday, October 8th from 5.30 to 10 p.m. Uh, tickets are available at auroraFoodPantry.org slash house party. We have the link. We'll give that to you guys. Uh, or you can mail a check to 1110 Jericho Road. Space is limited, so please hurry. And also on that very same day, October 8th, uh, our friends of the Neighbor Project will be hosting Bridge Bash 2021. Uh, it will be a two-part event one part taking place at 32 South Broadway, which is the headquarters of Neighbor Project. The other will feature live music, guests, and entertainment and food across the street in beautiful Monday Park. Uh, and there's a band playing there on that particular evening at the venue. Uh, for information on that, you can go to neighborproject.us or you can text Bridge Bash to 234-725. Um. Yeah. Excuse me. Two four three seven two five. Two four three. Right. Bag it up. Somebody got a text message. Ooh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know no 
Curtis? <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, fun and fundraising all in one. All right, so we are heading into the weekend. This was an awesome, another awesome ex, uh, scratch it up. You know what? We're sip it up. Sip it up. Sip it up. Sip it up. Community sip. Yep. After the scratch. There it is. Community sip. When we, when we mess up on the show, you know we, we sip it up. Okay. I'll make as much noise sipping as you do. I got big lips. Well, in so in some cultures, it's considered uh, rude to not make a whole bunch of slurping noises. Really? Yes. Like, uh, I want to say Japanese culture, like when yeah. you're sitting down for like Japanese tea ceremony. Because that means that if you don't do that, you don't like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to make noise. So like, you're drinking, ah, How's that food? That's good, man. You're drinking that matcha. You're supposed to like make slurpy noises or yep. whatever. I'm not. It's not my thing. Okay. Um, this has been another great episode of Jeanette's Plane. We appreciate all of you wonderful listeners, fans, and subscribers. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and subscribe to the show on Spotify. Now, here's the thing about Apple. Um, if you have Apple Podcasts, you need to go to the far left side of your screen if you're on the app. And I think you hit the three dots on that side, and then it will allow you to see the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. That was so, relayed to us by a listener of the show trying to uh, see where they subscribe at, and I think that's where it's at on the app. So, you know, completely intuitive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right. I, I have recently switched back to a Mac in my personal life, and man, like, there's like, cool, it's like got some cool stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It like starts up real fast, and like all these things, those things, they last for ever but man like switching your brain from like the right click to the it's difficult it's it's a whole it's, it's just a rewiring it's like riding a bike backwards yep all right um subscribe to the show we appreciate you very much subscribe. join us on patreon on youtube, YouTube. we need you on youtube patreon and also share the show with your friends and listeners. We appreciate all of our fans, subscribers, listeners very much. The one year anniversary of Tracy Duran's episode is today. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Tracy. And shouts out to all of you great people uh, for all the good stuff that you do in your respective lives. Take care of yourself and each other. Adios, Aurora. Oh, it's it, it's that's gonna be on. That's gonna be on. Yeah, that'll be on.